This week in wrestling, uh, stuff happened. Lots of stuff happened. And I'm doing this by myself, I guess, right? <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, some good, some bad, but it was wrestling. Well, I mean, that's every week. This week was better than others, except for, yeah, you know, like, the really bad thing that happened on Sunday that started out really good but then ended really bad. It was it was Ric Flair's last 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 match. Last last match. That Do we shit really was his last match though. <laughs> no, because I'm not remembering I'm remembering that Shawn Michaels matches his last match. I'm not remembering anything other than that. I'm not yes. that's the All last right. match to me. Yeah. Because, like, what happened at this match was, like, just insane. And the <laughs> bad part about it was, like, the whole rest of the show, the whole rest of the show was good. Like, everything else was good. Man, more... Like, the funny part about it, GCW, like, the couple the nights before, they got mad that they weren't invited to the Ric Flair, like, last match thing. So they were like, yo, we're going to crash this show. And they had a big battle royal, and they did crash the show. Match Warner won, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, like that's kind of dope. And they had a bunch of other things. The Von Erichs fought the Briscoes. The Briscoes won, unfortunately. Jacob Fatu fought Josh Alexander, and like I was watching the timeline go fucking insane, going, oh my god, I didn't know that Jacob Fatu was this good. Holy shit, dude. And it was like, bro, like, have y'all not watched MLW? Apparently not. Yeah, I was about to say that. Apparently not, because that dude is good. Yeah, because, like, the stuff he was doing to me was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen him do this before. Like, he's killing it. And the crowd and, like, people online were like, I've never seen that. What? Wow. That's crazy. I mean, like, like, it, like Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like this is just the Samoan werewolf. Like, what, like, what's up? Like, why are y'all so surprised? Yeah. But it it was it was fucking hilarious. Like, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then we fucking had Ric Flair's last match. I lied to you, not. I did not know how to fucking take this match because it's like, okay, you have Ric Flair and Andrade versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And like, you're like, okay, it's one of them is going to handle the match. It was so bad. Flair was gassed up in like the first five minutes and apparently he broke his ankle like a day before or like not even broke his ankle, like injured it and twisted it. And he was like, he said, I, I was having problems. I'm like, yeah, dude, you were having a lot of problems. Like, the match is going, and, like, halfway through the match, and, like, when I mean halfway, I mean five minutes through the match, he's just down. And he's just down for the rest of the fucking match. And the ending comes where fucking Andrade's supposed to put the brass knuckles on Flair. Flair's supposed to knock out Jeff Jarrett, put him in a figure four. Flair couldn't even put on the goddamn brass knuckles. Andrade had to force him on his hand. And then when Flair got up, he kind of swung... And hit Jeff Jarrett. Jeff goes down. He puts him in a figure four. The ref counts one, two, three, because Jarrett's 
fucking shoulders are down. But Flair is passed out, so his shoulders are down too. And like they're like, yeah, Ric Flair wins because he was on top. And it's like, Doug, they both were down. And then <laughs> like they helped Flair up. Flair's like half dead. One part he faked a heart attack to like poke Jay Leaf on the eye, and it's like, Doug, like you're fucking dying. Like this was so bad. Like everything about this match was like so bad. But at least like, he had his last last match. Yeah, I was about to say this wasn't like the last Rick Flair match. The show would have been good. Like that that to me ruined it. Yeah, that was the thing that ruined it. It was like, what the fuck, dude? I hated it. I, I hated everything about that. Like <laughs> like I said, the rest of the show was great. That match yeah. just was like, eh. Like that's how you want to be remembered, like dying like that in the ring. You he spent most of the fucking match on the floor. And it's like, dog, I can't, I, I can't. But yeah, learn like, when they have their quote last match. Don't have another quote last match. You know, I mean, chance of that match, your second last match being better than the first, are slim to none. Like, it's not. But see, here's the problem with that. Like, mm-hmm. we can say that, that that's perfectly fine, but the wrestlers spend all of their fucking money, lose all of their fucking money, so that's why they have to have another, another match because they lost all of their fucking money, and that's why Flair is doing this because he lost all his fucking money, and hey, this is what I have to do, and it like, it's sad, but at the same time, it's like, you know, like, that's how people from his era were, and they used to spend money. The only person that I've ever heard in my whole entire life from that era that was so good with money was Macho Man. Like, they always said Macho Man was, like, the most fucking conservative with his money, and when Macho retired... He literally stayed retired. He never was gonna come back. He's like, I have money. I'm good. I'm not. I'm never coming back. It's like, yeah. dog. Like people should be like Macho Man. Like fucking save your money. But everybody else, like, you spend your money, you blow it. Cause like you're getting money fast. You're gonna blow it. Boom. And then when you're done, you're like, oh fuck, I don't have any money. I ran out of. Now you gotta fucking do something else. Like the new school, like Cena and all of them, they're they're fucking great. Like they have so much other stuff. Stone Cold is another example of somebody who retired and was like, "Yeah, no, I could come back for cameos, but I'm not doing a last match. I could come back do a stunner and leave and make three million dollars. Ah, that's great. I'll do it." It's like he had his last match, and you're like, "Okay, Stone Cold had his last match." Well, technically. He just had his last match because he never had a technical quote-unquote last match. So he yeah. just had his last match. So now he's like officially done. But like all the time before, he would just come back, stun somebody, just say some shit and just walk out. That's what Flair should do. Like, but no, nah, he wanted to have a last match, a whole match. And here, this is where we are. Because he can make good money just making cameo. So. But yeah. yeah, that's what he wanted to do. Uh, yeah. So, 
I don't know the ins and outs, the specifics of this, but Ilya Dragunov had to vacate the title. So it's like, all right, cool, he vacated the title. Now they're having a tournament, an eight-man tournament for the NXT UK Championship. And it's like, all right, cool. Trent Seven's in it, Wolfgang's in it, um, Charlie Dempsey, the dude that was in a tag team that got his ass beat, Oliver Carter. He's a single star now. Fucking Mark Andrews is in it. Joe Coffey is in it. Like, who was the last match? It was one more last match. Kenny Williams, which is the dude who's, like, really weird, and Tyler Bader in it. Like, so, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, that's the tournament. It's like, who really cares? Because, like, not a lot of people are watching NXT UK. They're like, eh. No one's watching it, but yeah, the title is up for grabs now. Like I said, I don't know the end of if Ilya Dragunov has like broken his leg and he's down forever, which means he'll be back in NXT UK, or he's broken his leg and could possibly be transferred over to Imerica. I don't know. I'm thinking of coming to America. I would too, but he came down on crutches with the fucking walking boot on, and I'm like, oh, he's he's fucked. Yeah, that's the that's what I can think of. Like, ah, oh, he's fucked. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, maybe he might just show up here because, like, he's been on TV for a while, and like, there was no follow up, but. You never know what's going on with that show. It's like, it's there. It exists. But, yeah, whatever. But that's a great segue into the American version of NXT. Yes. Which, did you like the show? Um, I used one of your words. It was me. Okay. This show was just like, it started out with the, the four-way for the tag team championships, the women's tag team championships, and the winners wind up being the TikTok Toxic Tag Team. I, okay, so because of like certain things that has happened, has like totally pushed me away from like being excited and happy for them to be tag team champions. But everybody else was fucking losing it when the TikTok Toxic Tag Team won. And I was very shocked. What say you? No, exactly the same. Like, I'm cold on them. Like, I didn't care. Like, okay, good for you. Like, your first had to win. Moving on. Yeah, and, like, everybody, like, online in the building, they were fucking losing it for them. And somebody, like, pointed out, was like, oh, my, wait, how were they faces? Weren't they heels before? And I kind of would, like, equated it to, hey, the guys were, I mean, they were just angry because they kept getting screwed. And they were like, nah, we want our shot. We kept getting screwed. We want our shot. So, to me, that's what I equated it to. So, I mean... It's nothing really big there. It basically was faces on the 
edge or healed because they were just angry. They weren't healed necessarily. They were yes. just pissed off. Yes. So starting a feud with broke money, we get the dyad or the schism, whatever they're called. And the Joe two of them is the dyad, the three of them is the schism. That, okay. That's how I, I, what I found out. So Joe Gacy is talking shit and his so he talks shit to Brooke Jensen and like this is the first time they've actually acknowledged that Brooke Jensen's dad was a wrestler and that fucking made me go wait you just waited to just now just like a random fucking time just mentioned that his dad was a wrestler like no no his dad was a wrestler I was like what like that that's it like it was just like this, it was like this name dropping. It's like okay, I'm like that's random, but all right, fine, good for them. It it was it was weird, but they challenged they got challenged to a match later on. It's like all right, cool. So then we get mellow. Mellow's out. Yo, the first person to get in this ring is going to get a shot at the North American title. So Giovanni da Vinci's music hits. He's walking off slow. He pulls up for the camera. And as he pulls up for the camera, Nathan Frazier runs right by him and jumps in the ring. So Nathan Frazier gets the title shot instead of Giovanni da Vinci. He's like, oh, oh okay. That was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so Nathan Frazier and Melo had a match. But middle of the match, Nathan Frazier winds up knocking over Giovanni's Da Vinci's drink, which you can see what was going to happen after that. Once he knocked over the drink, you're like, oh, he's going to screw him. And he did. He screwed him. And Mello beat Nathan Frazier for the win. It's like, yeah, well, that's fine. Like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't, listen, I wasn't mad at it because, like, it's keeping the Giovanni Da Vinci and Nathan Frazier thing alive that like nobody would really care about, but it's keeping it alive. So we get the contract signing with Braun Breaker and JD McDonough. And JD McDonough is saying all these things about how dumb Braun is and how he's gonna beat him with intelligence. And Braun says, now nah, I'm just gonna break you in half. So J.D. McDonough signs the contract in blood, in his own blood. And then he wants to shake Bron's hand. And Bron's like, ah, no, I don't want to touch you. You got blood on you. Yeah. <laughs> so then I see where this is going. And, like, everybody totally missed this one part. So we're back in the Diamond Mine dungeon. And Apollo Crews comes back. And he's talking to... Down in mind, he's saying, Yo, I like you guys, you guys are dope. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says to them, Be wary, everything isn't what it seems out there. He's like, Just be wary. And they're like, Nah, we, we got this, we understand what they are. And he's like, No, just understand, everything isn't what it seems. And I'm like, He's telling you guys exactly what's going on, and they're just like, no, we blew by it. And not only him that blew by it, but like the rest of the fucking fans just like totally missing. Like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, 
Dog, like how? Like it's right there in the face. So Julius seemed to have got it though. Like Brutus totally missed it, but Julius seemed to have got it. Like, like I, I see what you're saying. He said it, but yeah. I don't know if he truly meant it. No, you know? he didn't because like if you watch his face after he leaves, he totally just like I don't know what this guy's talking about. Yeah. And he like it just is like one of those moments. It's like oh damn. Well, <laughs> then Damian Kemp came up and was like, "Yo, Roderick's stuck in traffic," but he said. Yo, I hope you guys have a great match tonight. So they were like, all right, whatever. So then we see Toxic Distraction in the back, and they're angry that they lost the title. And Mandy's there. Mandy's like, I have a match now. I can't be happy because you guys lost the title. Ah. And McKinley is like, dude, your match is like right now. Get the fuck out there. She's like... Uh, I can't be happy. Oh, no. So she goes out there and she fights her Ray and she beats her Ray in like five minutes. And it's like, bro, what was all that fake crying about? I can't be happy. My friends don't have titles. Like, that shit was irritating. She got fucked up in the process, though. So she got fucked up like for five seconds. It wasn't even like, yo, she beat the shit out of her. It was like for five seconds. And then she was gonna pulmonize her leg, and then Zoe Stark came out and was like, yo, you're on borrowed time. Beat your ass. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, all right, you ain't winning. <laughs> so then we had a Tiffany Stratton thing where she's doing her gymnastics routine. Hey guys, I don't like to sleep, so I hate Wendy Chill. And I was like, dude, I don't care. I don't <laughs> give a shit. This is so irritating. Like, I didn't care about that. I'm like, who gives a shit? So then we had Oxium. I almost called him A Kid. And he's in the back okay. and Duke and Duke Hudson just like yells at him. And then they start fighting. They fight all the way to the ring. And Duke Hudson is like beating the shit out of him. And then Axiom just rolls him up for a one, two, three. And he's like, yeah, I am a superhero. I'm like, that, that, that didn't show any kind of superhero skills to roll somebody up and get a win. That, that, that didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I was so confused. Like, that didn't do anything. Fuck. He won by accident. So Booster goes. <laughs> basically so then we have Wesley once again talking about Trick and he's like Trick you think this shit Muhammad Ali but you're nothing cause I'm gonna beat your ass and you're gonna get got it's like okay like I'm waiting for this feud to finish and like go on past this but like it's not going anywhere but like whatever they ain't got nothing for neither one of them, so that's why. Yeah, but like you, like you could at least make something up because, like, this is just like it's boring because it's taking too long to get to where it's supposed to be, and I don't yeah. like that. So then we have the Cree Brothers versus Stax and Tony D'Angelo. Now this match is going on. Everybody, once again, missed the fucking, the text on the bottom. It's literally a tweet from Roderick Strong. Yo, guys, you guys are doing good, blah, blah, blah. Followed by a text from Apollo Crews. 
yo, stay out of God and my business. It's like, what is happening? Like, what is happening? I see where this is going. It's going to Roderick Strong versus Apollo Crews and Roderick, like, eventually turning on Diamond Mine, but, like, nobody's mentioning this. Like, nobody's mentioning, like, this whole thing happening. What the fuck? Yeah, because they want to surprise us, even though we're not surprised. But, yeah. I don't even think they want to surprise us. I just think nobody pays attention to everything that's happening. Like, details and all of this. Yeah. So, the match is going on, and the ref gets distracted. Tony D'Angelo says, Electra, pass me the thing. So, she passes it to him. But... Tony goes to look to make sure the ref still isn't looking. He goes to grab it blindly. And he pulls it. He's like, what the fuck? And he turns around and Santos Escobar is back. So Santos hits him with it. He gets, like, Tony D'Angelo gets beat by the Creed. And the rest of Legado del Fantasma just leave and leave Tony D'Angelo and his crew in the ring. He says, fuck you guys. Yeah. So then we get. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that was the only good part to me. Like Santos coming back for like a split second. I thought like um, the guy that was gonna turn on him because like for some odd reason I've seen that coming. I guess I'm wrong, but yeah. Yeah. Nah. This was this was a whole family together. So then we get a Roxanne promo, and she's talking about Cora and how her best friend turned on her and now she wants to fight her best friend and then we get to Cora and Cora's like uh no not happening nope not happening at all I'm not doing it I'm not an idiot whatever screw you guys so Mandy comes up and was like yo you should take out Zoe Starks and Cora immediately says the thing that, like, no other heel has said. No, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't get anything out of it. I'm not doing your dirty work. Bye. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, somebody actually used logic. And then Mandy was like, no, 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 no. Okay, listen, listen. All right, here's the thing. If you beat her and take her out, you become number one contender. And Cora still said... I mean, it sounds tempting. I don't know. I have to think about it. And it's like, she's still one of the smartest people that I've... I'm like, yeah, that that was smart. Like, everything about that was, like, super smart. I'm like, yeah, we don't get that much in wrestling. Like, where people are just like, mm, yeah, I don't get anything out of it. I'm not going to do it. Just because you want me to. Mostly yeah, get over it. Like, exactly. Yeah. So then we get Brooks Jensen versus um, Joe Gacy. So him and Joe Gacy are going at it. Then all of a sudden, pretty deadly slide in the fucking ring. And they get their asses beat. But Joe Gacy turns around. I mean, not Joe Gacy. Brooks Jensen turns around and gets hit by the finishing move. And Brooks is out. One, two, three, Joe Gacy wins. And he keeps calling out Cameron Grimes. And Cameron Grimes is in the back watching it. And the dude, this is so fucking stupid. 
they're all back there. It's like a bunch of people. And the guy goes up to Cameron Grimes goes, dude, he's talking to you. And Cameron Grimes goes, I know. He said my name and he walks off. What the fuck? That's so stupid. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. Right? I actually expected him to say that exact too. That would have been hilarious. So then we get a little... Oh, he's definitely joining. We get a little interaction between Tony D'Angelo and uh, and Santos where they say they're going to have a match. And it's like, all right, they're going to have a match. Good for them. So then we get Alba Fire versus Lash Legend. And Alba Fire gets her revenge and beats Lash Legend, which I actually at one point was like, oh shit, Lash is going to beat her because Lash was fucking her up through the whole match. But Alba came back and fucking won. I was kind of kind of confused. I was like, oh shit, like I thought she was gonna win. So this feud over? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So yeah. then we get the fucking backstage thing. These girls, their car broke down. And Mello is helping. Mello's like, I'm gonna help you guys. Yeah. Cause there's a bunch of girls. It's like, why not? So I was like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, I wonder which way this is going to go. And it went away because the next thing we have a fucking crazy ass match. Where's Von Wagner versus Solo Sokoa, Falls Count Anywhere. They fought everywhere, back and forth. And they knock Mello into the car. Mello's like, you're going to pay for that. Which is Solo Sokoa, he was yelling there. Then they knock out fucking Cameron Grimes. He just gets pushed around, and it's like, oh, Cameron Grimes is now even more ass whooped, so he's gonna definitely join up with the fucking schism. He's like, okay, cool. So then Solo Sokoa, which I didn't like this finish because I swear to God, Solo Sokoa hurt himself. He puts Von Wagner on the fucking announce table. And Solo Sokoa jumps with the Rakishi splash. But you can see his ribs hit right at the edge of the table. I was like, God damn, dude, that fucking sucked. He probably hurt himself. Hopefully not yeah. that bad, though. Yeah, hopefully not that bad because, you know, SmackDown is coming up. I mean, you gotta show up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes. So that was that show. That was NXT. Yes. So all through Tuesday and Wednesday, we've had the worst, like just the worst news for like HBO Max and Discovery and all of that. Like they just start canceling shit left and right and center. Like, shit was getting canceled. Whole fucking movies are fucking done. They're throwing them in the trash. Everything is done. And people immediately was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm yelling at everybody like, Doug, this affects wrestling. They're like, Haha, nothing affects wrestling. Not this. I'm like, Doug, are you seeing what's happening? They're like, no, we're firing like 70, like 70 million people. We're doing this. We're we're doing all these big layoffs. I'm like, are y'all not understanding how big this has an effect on fucking wrestling? 
<laughs> nothing happens until somebody had to point out oh you know that this is the company that runs Turner Broadcasting which is the stations that AEW's on and people was like what surprise Pikachu face that happened I'm like Doug like how do y'all not know they've been promoting this HBO Max shit for like years what the fuck is wrong with you it's like it is a, it was so dumb people are so fucking mystified stupid it's like Doug this affects AEW like it affects the new contract status when their fucking show comes up because they're like yo we don't want to pay for like certain shows and it's like it could be a situation where they don't renew AEW or if they renew them they don't give them as much money as they would have made if this didn't happen and people are just like really just like oh we don't know what the fuck is going on or whatever and it's like now is to me it's like okay if they're doing all of this there is a situation where AEW should just be like all right fuck it we'll go somewhere else like the crazy part like that would be like insane would be them going to HBO Max but the problem with them going to HBO Max is the way that everything is happening the way that they're gutting shows and they're like no this gotta go this gotta go this gotta go it would not be beneficial for them to go to HBO Max because it's like what if they go to HBO Max oh they're not pulling in the ratings we're losing money with them alright fucking kick them off and then you have they have to go somewhere and negotiate for something else and it's like if if I'm them, I would just be like, okay, let's find somewhere else to go and like just start negotiating. Now. Like just start putting out feelers, just like let's go, because this doesn't look like a very viable situation. And like earlier today, somebody was like, Well, you know, we're not really just gutting everything. We're just gutting shit that's like stealing money and making shit bad. You know fuck it, like, if it's, if it costs too much to make, you know, we're just gonna gut it, and it's like, dog, you didn't give me any insurance, and this is like somebody from HBO Max, and like, Discovery going, yeah, well, if it makes too much money, and like, we're, we're gonna get rid of it, it's like, nothing is, like, nothing is set in stone, and it's just like, worse and worse by the day, and like, I'm sitting there going, this is going to be fucking something to watch in the next few months, because, Soon, HBO's, I mean, not HBO, AEW's gonna start negotiating with them, and you don't know what their real status is, because, like, them gutting a lot of scripted programs and fucking full-done movies, not the movie that should be gutted, but full-done movies, because they cost too much money, it's like, I don't see AEW making the $250 million that they should be making for a deal. This is like we're at a chance where Ace, where AEW will be going to another channel. Not they're going to die. They're going to be around for a long time. They're just going to be on another channel or streaming service. That's not HBO Max. It's, yeah, they got to start shopping around for that shit right now, though. Yeah, because it's like this is because HBO Max until like the other day was just like fucking great. It's like no, it's, it's it's cool, like, it's a solid foundation, everything's fine, 
No, nah, when they start gutting shit, everybody was like, what the fuck? And the first thing was Batgirl, and it's like, they finished the movie. The movie is finished. They were going into post-production. Like, everything was done. They finished the whole entire thing. One of the fucking directors were on their fucking honeymoon. They just got fucking married, and they were like, no. They learned through fucking social media that the fucking movie got canceled. It's like, what the fuck? Then they canceled the fucking Scooby-Doo movie, which was... Like, it was good for the kids, and the last one was fucking great. But, like, they canceled that. They canceled a bunch of other shit. They fucking haven't canceled the goddamn Flash movie, which is fucking... Supergirl. They canceled. Supergirl is canceled. They didn't cancel fucking Flash, what they should. Nope. The goddamn Ezra Miller fucking shit. Yeah. But, fuck, man, like... Discovery HBO Max is really fucking stupid. I actually was questioning whether or not I should like um, get rid of my subscription today. I actually was thinking about that shit today. Like I like I said, there's a lot of shit going down and a lot of shit that's fucking up. Like so, like right now it's like you don't know what's gonna happen and like they're slowly killing stuff. But the thing is. They're killing stuff for the future. But, like, everything that's on there is on there right now. Even though they say, oh, this is going to get pulled, this is going to get pulled, this is going to get pulled. It's on right now. So you can watch it right now until it gets pulled. Because them saying it's going to get pulled, it's going to get pulled. Like, it's so much bad about this. But back to wrestling... So, AEW started out with Jay Leafu versus Orange Cassidy. And the match is going. The match is like, okay. And then, like, we get a comedy spot where fucking Trent Beretta is on Chuck Taylor because they want to fight the big dude. And it's comically stupid. And then Jay Leafu beats Orange Cassidy after he fucks his leg up. So, after the match... Wardlow comes out and Wardlow's like hey I'm gonna beat your ass and they basically set up the TNT title match which you know we all seen coming from a mile away don't forget it's Wardlow's world na 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 you need to get rid of that fucking catchphrase <laughs> yeah he, he says it and it's like yeah well <laughs> I don't really want to live in your world pal exactly so then Taz disbands Team Taz. He says, it's over. Team Taz is done. I'm not taking responsibility for any of these guys. Fuck them. Team Taz is done. So then we get the Undisputed Elite. And one of my favorite parts about this was somebody had a sign in the crowd that said, Kylo Riley fears Von Wagner. <laughs> I was like, that is so stupid. That is so fucking stupid. You guys are dumb. So, yeah. So, they're doing it. The thing about this, okay. It's so many layers deep in this that, like, a lot of people miss some of the stuff that happened that made this, like, way deeper than it was. So, on BTE, Adam Cole was talking about coming back. And he had on a Sephiroth shirt 
And like, if you're not paying attention, it was so small that you were like, yeah, whatever. And you're like, oh, well, he likes Final Fantasy, whatever, yeah, whatever. And it's like, Doug, have, do you not understand the reference? It's Sephiroth, the one-winged angel. Like, it was like, it was like something so minute. It's like, you didn't see that? Like, you didn't see that coming? And it's like, yeah, it's like layered. And it's like, okay, we know what this is leaning to. So then we get fucking the Undisputed Elite. And Adam Cole goes, I'm not medically cleared. And then he goes, well, Bucks, I know the trio's titles are coming, but I'm not medically cleared. Kylo Riley's not medically cleared. And I don't think you're going to do it with Bob Fish. And they're like, I mean, we can find another partner. He's like, no, 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 no. See, that's the thing. I don't think you're physically going to be able to do it. And they fucked up the young books. And I was just like, oh, wow, this happened. But I wasn't expecting Hangman to show up. That was a twist. Yes. But, and everybody immediately, even including JR, said the same thing, but like, oh, the Hung Bucks are back together. Oh, they're back together. They're a team. I forgot that that's what they were called. <laughs> yes. So, Hangman extends his hand. He shakes hands with Nick and Matt. And everybody immediately goes, oh, Hung Bucks, Hung Bucks, Hung Bucks, Hung Bucks. But like I said before, this is starting to repair the elite. The elite are repairing. They're becoming a family again. They're back. They're getting back to normal. And it's like, okay, so it's going to be Hangman and the Bucks going for the trios title, right? Right? Nope. And I'm like, nope. I don't, like, you guys are just jumping to this because, like, it's there. It's literally dangling right there. And, like, I'm not saying that, so, like, the swerve to me would, like, the swerve to swerve me would be Kenny shows up and then Kenny gives his blessing for the Hung Bucks to be a team. That would be a swerve to me. The opposite swerve to everybody else is Kenny shows up and Kenny joins the elite. That would be the swerve to everybody else. The swerve would be Hangman to me. So that, that's great. It's kind of a repeat of the 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 Bullet Club thing again where Adam Cole thinks he's the leader but he's not the leader because Kenny's the actual leader and whatnot. Yes, Adam Cole does think he's the leader of the Undisputed Elite, which Kenny is the true leader, quote-unquote, yeah. even though there's no leader, which they say <laughs> all the time, but there's always somebody trying to be the leader. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> so then we get a Moxley promo, and Moxley's talking about, he doesn't give a damn if it's Jericho Will Yuta who wins, whoever it is, I'm gonna beat their ass. And the funny part, and a lot of people like miss this, but like I took it as 
a little like not a subtle shot but like I understand the assignment thing when Moxley goes yeah it ain't a game and you're like like none of this was about a game none of this was nobody was playing around so why did you say it's not a game and like you hear it and you're like ah that's what that's what it is it's mm-hmm. it's like yeah we're we're in the end game now so then we get a backstage segment from earlier and it's Christian and it's fucking Tony Schiavone and Christian almost dies Christian almost dies because more importantly Tony mm-hmm. Schiavone almost died that's true <laughs> that's true so they almost get hit by fucking Jungle Boy like what the fuck? Yeah. So before AEW came on, we had a big, big, big announcement for a lot of stuff in AEW because this brings you back to the Jonathan Gresham thing, where Gresham was like, "I cannot get a word in with fucking Tony Khan," and like he had this fucking argument. So Tony Khan appointed people to different roles. Tony Schiavone got a bigger role. Um, Christopher Daniels, Sanjay Dutt. And to bring into the women, we had Madison Rain. And like, she did very good things in fucking Impact. So it's like, hmm, this is great. But people were like, oh, this is just, this is just a retaliation for the Jonathan Gresham thing. And I'm like, yes, that too. That too. That was also that too. It wasn't yes, just that. It was a that too. It was a that T-O-O. That's what it was. It wasn't yes, this is the whole thing. It was like that T-O-O. That's what that was. And I know people are like, wait, what do you mean? Why is it that too? Because he finally had some real competition. So he's really like, I'm not going to fuck this up. I have some competition. I have to fight. And we'll get to that competition later. But he's he's really in war mode. He's in fight back mode. So yeah, that's where that's at. So we had a tag team match player on AEW. And it's Rick Baker and Jamie Hayter with brand new clothes. Jamie with brand new clothes. Unhappy. Versus Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa who came out with a sandbag t-shirt, which is really funny because that's what they said they were going to use to stop the thunderstorm. And they had a tag team match. This tag team match was fucking awesome. It was my match of the show. That's how good it was. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Jamie Hayter got the win. She pinned Tony Storm. So now Jamie Hayter is now number one contender to take on Thunder Rosa. And that will be happening at Battle of the Bells. So... Hopefully she wins. Uh, she's not going to win. So... We get fucking stupidest shit that I've ever seen. We get this fucking dumbass and stupid ass promo about Sammy Guevara 
and Ty Conti. They're getting married in Paris, blah, blah, blah. Eddie Kingston cuts it off, and Eddie Kingston challenges Sammy Guevara to a match at All Out. And I'm just like, that's the first match you announced. That's the first match. That's the first match you announced. That's it. That match right there. That's the first match. Yeah, no, that's the first match. Like, what the fuck? Like, why not? Fuck that. <laughs> so then we get Will Hobbs, powerhouse, with a brand new entrance, brand new music, looking bad fucking ass. He beat the shit out of some dude, just fucked him up, fucked his shit up, kneeled on him, got the win, and Ricky Starks ran out to beat up Hobbs. This was so fucking good. He ran out to beat up Hobbs. Hobbs, like, he punched him around for five seconds. Hobbs grabbed him, hit him with the spawn buster, and laid Ricky out and walked off just like the coldest killer that you've ever seen. It's like, I, I love this. I love this, dude. I love it. It's, it's my favorite thing in AEW. The only other tweak I would give Hobbs right now, because I love the whole presentation now, is Rogue. No. Because I, I love his entrance. Yeah, I love his entrance too, and like, it's just perfect. Like, everything about it is perfect to me. So, then we get Miro. Once again, everybody hears Miro, and Miro's like, he's talking about the God and Devil thing, just like the, um, I was going to call them the Blackpool Combat Club, but the House of Black. Like, just like the House of Black. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's just like the House of Black. And I'm like, are you not paying attention? There's something deeper. And then, like, when they come back, they have a Darby promo, and he's talking about how he's going to put Brody King in the coffin next week. And it's like, are y'all not paying attention? This is a swerve. This is a super swerve because I feel like Meryl's going to join up with Darby and Sting. That's odd, but I see it. <laughs> yes. Because I feel like that's the way they're going to go with this, just to fuck with everybody. Yeah. So then we get Christian versus Matt Hardy. And somebody in the crowd said, I played this on No Mercy back in 1998. And I was like, fuck you, because that's true. That's true. (laughs) So Christian wins. He's about to kill Matt Hardy. Then Lucha Kane shows up, and he walks to the ring. And all of a sudden, here comes Jungle Boy to come beat up Christian. Christian runs and leaves and jumps over the barricade and runs away. Like, okay. So then we get the top G, Andrew Tate, and he's happy that he beat Daniel Bryan last week. He calls himself now a dragon slayer. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And he keeps talking, and I'm like, I don't know. He never made an actual point of, like, I want to challenge this person or that person. Never made one challenge. Just like, yeah, I beat Brian Danielson. Okay, and that was it. I was like, okay, whatever. You again. <laughs> he probably would have said that if they would have gave him more time. So then we get Ego, Ethan Page, and he's pissed off. 
He's like, I don't get any respect around here. I don't get any TV time. So Stokely halfway stands in the ring, waits for him to be done, and it's like, shut up. He hands him his card. Ego looks at it. He puts his card in his pocket, and he walks off with him. So... I, I, I need to mention this. Like, fucking... Stokely was there, like, for a good five, ten minutes, and you kept screaming, Ego, turn around. Turn the fuck around. And he just kept talking shit. Yes. It was so <laughs> stupid. So... Then we have 2.0 in Anna J-A-S. And they're talking and she just goes, I'll choke you out. I'll choke you out. And she finds some guy and she chokes him out. And it's just like, dude, like what is up with people getting choked out by women? And I know somebody's going to be like, that's sexist. I mean it in a sexual way. That's a kink. Guys getting choked out by women. What is up with the kink, pal? What's up with it? Like, this is wrestling. We're not supposed to have kink. Never mind. This is wrestling. Wrestling is a kink. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Just moving on to, to the fucking uh, acclaimed versus the ass boys in a dumpster match. So the dumpster match is going on, and like, Max Caster comes out and he says something about Vince McMahon getting fired and Joe Biden positive COVID test. Like, yeah, like, I mean, good, good reps. John Cena actually acknowledged them on Instagram, which is cute. I was like, oh, that's dope. So the fucking ass boys get their ass beat by the claim. The claim jump on them, throw them in a goddamn dumpster. And then they do the dumpster thing from 1998. Terry Funkin, Cactus Jack, in the dumpster, get thrown upside down. But fortunately, the ass boys are perfectly fine. Yeah, it didn't seem as brutal as that one. Yes. So, Mance Warner wrestled on Dark. And also, Mance Warner is going to get a shot at John Moxley on Rampage. And I'm like, okay, Mance Warner won a battle royal and now is going to be part of AEW. Well, that's great. <laughs> so, also, another person who is kind of part of AEW, which is signed to a Ring of Honor slash AEW contract, is Blake Christian. And I love Blake Christian all heart. He's great. He's dope. I love him. I'm glad that he is signed to AEW slash Ring of Honor. I'm glad. So, yeah. Yeah, good for him. So, then we get the main event. Wheeler Yuta versus Lionheart Chris Jericho. And it was some good things in this match. Cesaro 2.0 The finish. Yeah, like, those those were the good things about the match. Because Jericho used the Lion Tamer, which he hasn't used in a long time. That's the one with the knee on the neck, people, for those who haven't understood what the, what it is. It's the one with the knee on the neck. I kind of expect they have new gear for this. Like, No. Kind of like old. he used to wear. I know. He's I old. Know. Like, he's not going to wear an old new gear. He's old. Yeah, he's at the point he don't care. 
Yeah, and I'm also at the point where I also don't care. I, I don't care. So that was oh yeah, yeah. We have to get to the boring show. The fucking show that's so fucking boring. It's Monday Night Raw. It's, uh, it's always boring. Because it's always the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. It's always the same shit. Mm, not now. Not now. Not now. No, no, no. No, 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 no. So, a little bit about what's going on. We're in a new era at Triple H, and Triple H has been saying what we've all been wanting to hear for a long time, that the rules are going to get a lot more relaxed. It's like, okay, what do you mean? Well, last week on SmackDown, when Drew McIntyre was taking on Sheamus, they basically called most of that match in the ring. Wait, what? Yeah, um, a lot of people have been calling a lot of shit in the ring. With SummerSlam, a lot of that matches were called in a ring. You're like, wait, what? Also, promos are going to be way less scripted. Hey, this is the bullet points I need you to hit. You put your flair on it. You fix it. You do what you want. Wait a minute. This is a whole new era? Oh, no. This is a whole new era. Oh. Okay. Well, let's see how this new era starts with Monday Night Raw. It starts off with big time Bess. She comes out. She says, I'm injured. My shoulder's separated. It's fucked up. I'm not going to be around. This doesn't make the man. The man makes things. So she basically said she's the man. She's about to be in the man. And she calls out Bianca Belair. Bianca comes out. They have a little conversation. Bianca hugs her. She shakes her hand and she says, hold it down, B. And Becky walks off. So Bianca's in the ring. She's cutting a promo. She's she's happy about being champion and still being a champion, giving respect to Becky, telling Becky she's awesome. Then we cut to the back and we get the control. We get control beating the hell out of Becky. They're fucking her up. They hit her with a chair. They tried to pelmenage her leg, her arm. Her arm. And Bianca looks and Bianca just takes the fuck off. Bianca runs back in to save Becky. Becky's already. The damage is done. Control has run off. Well, Becky's even more injured. I liked it. I really liked it because it was different. It wasn't normal. It's like not normal raw stuff that happens. You're like, ah, this happens on Raw. It's like, no, this was totally different. Like, this was, this wasn't something that you normally see on Raw. I'm like, no, this actually works. Like, it seemed more organic. Yes. Like, it didn't feel as scripted, which obviously it's scripted because they had to write all this, but it didn't feel so much. Yes. So then we got a United States title package. I'm not joking. They put a package of the U.S. title from back in the day 
from George Crockett Promotions all the way up to now, even the WCW stuff, they put all of this in a fucking US title package. And I'm like, holy shit, they care about the US title again? They made it feel fucking special. I'm like, holy shit, this feels real. Like, they made the title feel important. Yes. Was it me or was Derry nowhere in there? Derry yeah. was nowhere in there. Derry was nowhere in there. They had only the best of the best. <laughs> fucking Wahoo McDaniel, fucking Sergeant Slaughter, Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, Rick mm-hmm. Rude, Mr. Perfect. It was so beautifully done. It was like, oh my God, they care about secondary titles now. I want to say they said Sting, too. They care about the titles. Yeah. And it was a fucking... It was great because they were like, yeah, like we're going to have a match. We're going to have matches to see who's going to face Bob Lash next week. And we're like, okay, cool. It started out with a triple threat. AJ Styles versus The Miz versus Ale. This was so fucking magical. It was so fucking magical. And the ending was the best part of it because Miz is laid out. Ali goes for the 450. He hits the 450, bounces up. AJ catches him, grabs him in the Styles Clash. Styles clashes him on Miz, rolls up Ali. One, two, three. AJ advances to the match later on. It's like, what? It would, that finish would go down in history. So then we get control. And they act like they're leaving. They're like, we're just getting started. So they go to leave. And as they're leaving, the Usos walk in. And Sarah's like, hey, Usos, you have a match later on. And like, yeah, we're going to beat the Mysterios. Ha ha. And they walked off. And the funny part was like, they interacted. But we don't usually see the male and female talent interacting. You're like, wait. They're interacting like this is this is different. Like it was so much stuff that was happening that made it just go. This is different. We don't see the interviews like switch off either too much. Like from one interview to the other, like that. Yes. So then Seth Rollins comes out. Seth Rollins is talking about how he killed Matt Riddle and he's gonna take on Roman Reigns. So the Street Profits come out. And he's like, aren't you two going to break up? Just break up already. And he just keeps going over stuff. And the Street Profits was like, Doug, we beat you for the tag titles before. Seth's getting mad. And, he's, and then they was like, didn't Cody beat you with one booby? And like they just start making fun. And he's like, all right, since I can't take on the two of you, I'll take on one of you. So Dawkins says, all right, get a ref out here so we can do rock, paper, scissors. Whoever wins is going to have a match. So they go, ref is standing there, they're getting ready to go, rock, paper, scissors. Montez just grabs the ref and runs down to the ring. And Doug is like, well, I guess you're going to have a match. And it's Ford versus Seth Rollins. That shit was dope. That shit was dope. Yeah. Ford versus Seth Rollins was fucking awesome. And you can see, like, they're slowly going to start building forward up to become something. 
it's like it all starts here. You're like, wow, this is actually dope. And Dawkins disappeared, so everybody was like, oh, Dawkins is going to come back and beat him up. Dawkins is going to beat him. But after Seth beat Ford, Dawkins did come back. But he came back to make sure that Montez was fine. And it's like, oh, okay. They're still, they're still together. They're still friends. They're, it's not as bad as everybody thinks. It's, okay, we got this. So... Like if it happens, it's gonna be a slow burn, you know. Yes. Hopefully, it doesn't. Hopefully, they keep them together, like New Day or whatever. Where they part ways, but they're still cool. Right. So then we have Alexa versus Austin, and this match was going until Control came down and beat up both ladies. So people were like, "Oh, we're still getting DQ finishes," and I'm like, uh, "Just wait and see how this plays out." So Bianca comes down and Bianca's like, listen, fuck that. Like, y'all not going to keep fucking with me. Y'all not going to keep fucking with anybody. I want a one-on-one with one of y'all later on. So it was like, okay. And so, like, you slowly start to see, like, oh, that DQ finish actually might play into something later. Okay. Pass. Like, you give it a pass. Because it's not like, oh, they're just doing DQ fuck finishes. You're like, no, they're giving it a pass. So, mind you, this is like the fourth time you have seen Control. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, they're all over this show. And you're like, yeah, this is pretty good. So now we have the second three-way. And the winner of this will take on AJ Styles later on. So we have Ciampa versus Gable versus Dolph Ziggler. This match was also really fucking good. It was one point where fucking Dolph Ziggler and Gable start mat wrestling. Just in there, just going at it, just mat wrestling. You're like, what? Am I even watching Raw right now? What the fuck is this? People forget Peter can do that shit. Like, I literally was like, yo, this can't be on Monday Night Raw. This, This can't be on Monday Night Raw. This is like, this is Monday Night Raw. This is all of this good, juicy wrestling is happening on Raw. Like, this, this is impossible, right? Like, this shouldn't be happening, right? Right? No, wrong. This is Monday Night Raw. This is actually a thing. And it fucked me up. Ciampa won the match, but it, like, it fucked me up because it's like, this is actually good and entertaining. Like, half we're halfway through the show, and I'm sitting there like, I'm thoroughly entertained. I'm thoroughly entertained. So then we get the rated R superstar Edge back. And he says, listen, he's like, listen, I was an asshole. Yeah, I, I know you people agree I was an asshole, but I'm back. Like, he just literally said he's back to kill his own creation. So he's going to kill the Judgment Day. And it's like, okay, that's cool. So then we had an interview with the Mysterios. And they was like, yeah, you guys going for the tag titles. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, that's exactly what I swear to God. That's how it felt when they fucking talked. You guys going for the tag titles. Yeah, I guess. They didn't seem too enthusiastic about it. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I guess. So, 
then once again we have control because Io Shirai is about to have a match against Bianca Belair. So they're talking to him and Bailey just basically saying like we're here to like change everything. And Dakota Kai says we know how to play the game. And it's just like you can see that it's like okay, yeah, I understand. That I understand this is this is a triple H era. This is a triple H era. So then we have Bianca versus EO. Amazing match. And it's like something that you're like, well, this should be on a pay-per-view. But no, it's on Monday Night Raw. And it's a thing. So you're like, well, who's going to win? And we get a DQ finish. And to some people, they were like, oh, why DQ finish? You should have had a finish. And I'm like, it plays into the bigger story of control just being deranged, unhinged women that need to beat the shit out of somebody. And they beat the shit out of Bianca, but then here comes Asuka and Alexa Bliss to back up Bianca. So now you have a fucking three-on-three situation where you're like, ah, you see what's going on. It's now a three-on-three situation. Aha! Aha! You see... There's more to the story here. And you're like, oh, this is gonna be good. DQ finishes are not bad as long as it like progresses the story, which in this case it did. So yes, and that's what a lot of people forget because for so long it'd just be a DQ finish for no reason. Just a DQ yeah. finish just for no reason. Now it's DQ finishes to progress the story, mm-hmm. and it all makes sense and it feels connected it feels great it doesn't feel disjointed it feels like a thing and like I don't want to be too happy and be like yeah this is great and then like weeks down the line it just all falls apart but like no I feel like this is pretty damn good yeah for right now it's good like before this would like automatically go into the the six person tag which exactly. Probably that's where they're going, but like it seemed more eventual, so like it's okay. Yeah. But had they been it like right there and then it's like um like that quick. Yeah. So then we had AJ versus Champa. And this match was also really fucking good. It was one point AJ went for fucking phenomenal forearm Champa jumped into the sky hit him with a fucking knee to the face it was like what it was insane it was insane Champa won with a fairy tale ending so next week it's gonna be Champa versus Lashley for the US title I'm excited I'm excited it's something extremely new that we have never seen. And I hope Chopper wins. I hope Chopper wins, new champion. We go on from there. I'm happy. Like, I'm happy. Part of me feels like that should be on a pay-per-view. At the same time, it's making Raw way better. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. So we get to the main event 
the Mysterios versus the Usos. This match, it was good. The Mysterios lost, like, and you're like, okay, cool, because Judgment Day came out, so the Mysterios lost. All right, fucking fine. Judgment Day is out there, then Edge comes out. Edge is beating up every, like, beating up the whole Judgment Day. And this small thing made me love this and love the angle. You know how we've been saying Dominic needs to go with Judgment Day. He needs to do this. Dominic, this. Dominic, Dominic, Dominic. Has to get away from his father. And he should go with Judgment Day. They gave a perfect out. Dominic got choked out by Rhea Ripley, which is, you know, like I said earlier, it's king. It's a thing. But Edge has Finn Balor right exactly where he wants him. Setting up for a spear. Rhea's on the outside. Dominic is groggy from being choked out and nutting his brains out. So he's just, he's come drunk. And he's just halfway there. And Finn is standing there about to get hit. And Rhea goes, Stand there, Dominic. She pushes Dominic right in the way. Edge spears Dominic. Finn gets out of the way. Judgment Day leaves. Rey Mysterio wakes up and is like, why is my son on the floor? What happened? Oh, my God. Why did he get hurt? It was like, oh, my God. They just added a new layer into this story. Yes. Well, the minute Edge leaves, no fucks given either. Like, he like... No, no, no. No, no, no. Edge went to chase Damian Priest because Priest ran and hopped over the guardrail and he ran after Priest. So him running after Priest and leaving makes it look like, oh, he didn't give a fuck about my son getting hit. Oh, fuck him. So now, like I said, it adds more layers onto the story. The story starts to add up. And it's like, oh shit. This is making it more and more fun. And I'm just like, I like this because my original thing was like, oh yeah, he just needs to go. He just needs to go over there. Now it's like, there's more to the story. There's more to the story. And now like Edge it. got beef with Judgment Day and the Mysterios. No, no. Edge doesn't have beef with the Mysterios. The Mysterios have beef with Edge. Same thing. <laughs> if you got beef with me, like I'm gonna have beef with you. Like fuck that. But at the same time, I have this weird feeling. I have this mm-hmm. weird feeling that Ray and like Ray and Edge are gonna team up. They're gonna be. They're gonna team up. It's gonna be fun. But yeah. the problem is, the problem is, Dominic's still gonna go. Dominic's still gonna go over there and it's gonna be like, oh, Dominic's still part of that team. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. This is like this is great. Like this is great. It is like raw feels so much better. It just feels so much better. It's like it's not a chore. It's not something that we're just like, uh, we don't really give a shit. It doesn't feel bad. It feels great to do this. It's it's awesome. I'm happy. I'm happy. Dare I say, it was the best show of the whole week. And like, how many times can you actually say that about a Raw? Yeah, man. You, yeah, you can. <laughs> so, 
we will be a day late on the podcast because we will be covering Battle of the Belts, which is on Saturday. We will yeah. also be covering SmackDown and Rampage as usual because Rampage, Rampage feels like Tony Khan got pissed off at everybody talking shit about Rampage last week and how bad it was that he decided to put a fucking title match on the show and show everybody that it's going to be fucking great because we're going to have Mance Warner versus John Moxley and yeah, that's a thing. See guys, so, I can try. Yeah, no, he's like, he's he's at the point where it's like, alright, I've been coasting along because I'm going against Vince and I can put on a bare minimum and win. Now I'm going against Hunter with the actual whole uh, like team behind him, not just a little fraction of the team in NXT. I have the whole entire roster at his disposal. Yeah, I kind of think I'm going to fight back a little bit harder. So yeah, this is this is gonna be a thing, and I'm pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I really like it because they're like they're fighting because he's fighting back. Like he's fighting back. Like like I said, he's been on cruise control. Now he's fighting back. It's like no, nah, I'm gonna fight back because like yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, this is like this is gonna be great. This is this whole summer is gonna be awesome. Exactly. And for you fuckers that was like, oh, I hate Triple H because he's counter-programming NXT like pay-per-view with the all-out pay-per-view. That pay-per-view was scheduled with the previous owner already putting that in progress. Vince put that in progress. So that takeover, the same day is all-out it was already scheduled. It's not like, oh my god, you can't believe you did this. It was already scheduled. It has nothing to do with like Triple H being an asshole and going, nah, fuck that. I'm going to counter program. None of that happened. So like, please stop that dumbass narrative because it's not true. It was a Vince McMahon call. No one else's. Jesus Christ. So yeah. So that's it. We'll be back with our other podcast later down the line. Any parting words? See you on Salvador that Saturday for those of you that don't know Spanish.